1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Well, it may be a busy time for Kiwi sports tragics, with Super Rugby kicking off at the same time as a Trans-Tasman T20 international this evening. But up in the north, there's no rest for the sporting wicked either. Baz, Ben Stokes and their English cricketing pioneers are knee-deep in a tussle against India, and review technology, it seems. Meanwhile, the Six Nations resumes this weekend with one of the more meaningful clashes in international rugby taking place when the unbeaten English travel to take on the Scots at Murray Field. There's probably no one better, absolutely no one better versed in the world at the moment to cover both of these two subjects than Talksport cricket and rugby commentator Andrew McKenna. He's always got his finger on the pulse of Northern rugby. He's in the middle of commentating the England-India series as well for Talksport. Uh, evening, Andrew. Uh, I, I've got to say, you are probably one of the busiest men in sport at the moment.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's good. As a freelancer, you'll appreciate that uh, you've got to take the work when it comes. So, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll put up with the, uh, the early morning alarm calls and trying to keep across everything.
0: So how was your, uh, your Indian experience? Absolutely incredible. Uh, in Hyderabad and
1: Visakhapatnam for the first two tests of the series, it was absolutely uh, phenomenal and helped, of course, with England winning that first test match of the series after being 190 runs behind on first innings. I mean, you, first of all, you don't win test matches in India. You certainly don't win test matches in India when you're 190 behind on first innings. So, yeah, mm. that, that just gave it an absolute shot in the arm and, yeah, really set up I mean let's face it there aren't many five match test series going around the world at the moment sadly um, and that gave this series a, a hell of a boost in the arm
0: it's, a, it's, it's Honestly, it's been riveting viewing and listening back here in New Zealand as well, Andrew. I can tell you everyone is keeping a, a run over it because, of course, we've got a vested interest. Some people still claim Stokes, but we certainly still claim Baz. <laughs> uh, look, four, four, 434 run defeat in Rajkot. Uh, that is a pasting, despite the technology issues. Uh, but they're defiant. Stokes and McCullum are defiant. It's onward and upwards at 100 miles an hour, it seems
1: yeah absolutely um let's make no bones about it it was an absolute doing um there were opportunities for them um and let's be honest they were first innings opportunities because the last 18 wickets went down in an absolute heap um will they change their approach absolutely not that's that's not the Baz way as well you know so it's going to be more of the same just Do it better. Um, It'll be interesting to see whether individuals will tweak things. Joe Root has been very quiet in the series. Baz was talking the other day about him, saying, look, don't get worried about him. He's Joe Root, for heaven's sake. He's just going through a quiet period. He will get it right. He will be a factor in this series. So that's what they're looking for. They've named the team already, so we know there's, there's two changes. Ollie Robinson will play his first test match in fact scrub that his first first class match since July in the ashes at Leeds last summer I mean talk about best when fresh
0: wow (laughs) that is incredible stat when you consider it that way he's gonna he's gonna partner Jimmy Anderson uh, who Jimmy's now what four wickets away from the 700 club and there's not many members of that
1: not half and let's be honest you know there were accusations for a long time oh yeah but he only does it in England in the in the good conditions but you know what he's been brilliant he hasn't had that many wickets in this series remember he didn't even play in Hyderabad but what he is is the safety valve for England while everyone else is going absolute hell for leather Anderson is the guy who bowls 22 overs for about 38 you know something of that and and th- that's what is, in many respects that is more important than him taking wickets yes sure england would like him to take wickets but because he's the most experienced of the bowlers by a million miles they've got to uh, be able to try and get him to uh, to block up one end for as long as he can which isn't easy in the indian heat and humidity but try and give them that, that element of control because when you've got three spinners with a combined age of about 14, it, let's be honest, it, it is very hard work. They've been targeted and at times they've been <laughs> taken down. So Anderson has got a massive, massive role to play.
0: Right. OK, so we've got Robinson and Anderson on a pitch. Uh, which I've already seen quoted by Ben Stokes. I have never seen something like that before. I've seen a photo of uh, a number of uh, English personnel with their cell phones out taking photos on the pitch surface. Ranchi, who ha- they haven't had a lot of test cricket on this ground. The last one, in fact, 2019, India, South Africa. So that's five years ago. What are we hearing about it, Andrew?
1: Well, essentially, <laughs> I mean, um, I- I've seen photos that were taken by the one of the TalkSport members of staff who-, who sent them around to us. Essentially, there's a bit of a stripe down the middle of it. One side of it um, is a little bit sort of war- worn and um, Dusty, and the other side seems a bit better. At the ends, where the crease line is, once you get over the, the crease line and into the batters' area, if you like, it was verdant green. Now, in fairness, those photos were taken yesterday. So, what it'll be like? Because we all know, don't don't decide anything on a test match pitch until you actually see the morning of it and the groundsman's finished what he's doing. But what Ollie Pope was saying was. One half of it looks pretty good, and the other half looks quite to use his word, platy. So, I mean, look, it could do it, it. could do anything. We've heard we've heard stories that it's likely to go square. It could do all sorts, but I I don't see the logic in India doing that. You, you'll you'll appreciate this better than most people. But Harsha Bogle said uh, on Talksport's commentary in in if you're India. Why would you prepare something that's going to rag from morning one on day one of of a match? Because even an average spinner will be able to turn it left, right, make it bounce, do all sorts. If you prepare a good pitch, when you've got Ashwin, when you've got Jadeja, when you've potentially got Akshar Patel, you've got good spinners and are better than what the opposition have. Surely what India should be doing is preparing a good pitch and take, if you like, the lesser players, in inverted commas, out of the equation. So I'd be really surprised if it does, if it is going to rag square from from morning one, because then you're coming down purely to potentially the game being decided by a toss of a coin. India are 2-1 up. They, they don't want to lose this game. A draw is perfectly fine from their point of view, and we'll all go off to Darum Shillar for the final one and, and try and work out who wins it.
0: That's interesting. Uh, uh, Durham-Charlotte was a venue, of course, in the World Cup. Um, There's a lot of runs scored on on those particular pitches, but there will be a difference, uh, obviously, for a test surface. One of the big issues, uh, or one of the big headlines for this test match, before it even starts, Andrew, no Jasper bumrah.
1: Yeah, we, we heard whispers. In fact, there were even whispers that he might be rested for the third game. As it turned out... He, he played in Rajkot. He is being rested for this one. So it's, it's all about managing his workload, you know, that, that thing that we hear so much about in, in modern sport nowadays. I'm a little bit surprised in the fact that if India win this, they take the series. They'll be 3-1 they'll be up with only one to play. They're, they're kind of leaving a door a little bit open. And if we're honest, we've seen Siraj in the series so far, we've seen Mukesh in the series so far, and they've been. OK, but they've not been much better than that. Bumrah is the world's number one seam bowler and he's bold like it. But of course, you know, we've got an IPL coming up in a few weeks time and that probably is, is pressure in, in some uh, quarters on it. Uh, I, I am surprised, but look, we're in, we're in the modern world where we look at uh, loading and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he misses out.
0: Well, what we are seeing uh, across the board from India, though, is a massive level of, of depth because uh, you, you're not encountering at the moment Keil Rahul, uh, Virat Kohli, just to name but two. Um, and, and, you know, most sides can't do without that, that kind of class. Uh, talk us uh, through this, uh, this sensation, this left-handed sensation at the top of the order uh, Yashavi Jaiswal uh, and of course uh, Gil is making an impact as well at what, batting number 3 or 4 so uh, w- what about this? the depth of Indian cricket and, and this new sensation at 5.45 runs at 109 He
1: has been unbelievable Smithy, he made 180 odd on debut um, before this series started and then in the series two double hundreds 209 and 214 not out incredibly those two matches he got double hundreds with neither of them he got player of the match in I mean, boy, that is a tough crowd for a kid coming in 22 years of age to make double hundreds and he doesn't get a player of the match. Anyone who hasn't heard the story of Jai Swole's upbringing, I urge you to go and read it. I'll give you a very, very quick potted version because it is an incredible story. At 10 years of age, yes, I said 10, he moved to Mumbai on his own to try and make it as a cricketer and lived in a variety of places, did a variety of jobs, got spotted by a local coach and said, come and live in my house. And the, the rest is history. He was playing under 18 cricket at 16 years of age. The kid is incredible we have an unbelievable star on our hands he is going to be one of the you know how whenever you you talk about indian cricket they always go ah we've got we've got something coming through trust me he is the shubman gill is on posters at the moment he won't be for much longer it's going to go Virat Kohli, rohit sharma Jaiswal's swall's going to be the next one i promise you this kid is unbelievable
0: well, he's got a thirst for runs. I mean, we, we boast about uh, Kane Williamson, who's going through a bit of a purple patch himself, uh, being hungry for runs, hate getting out. But those numbers you're talking about, I mean, they're ridiculous for a newbie.
1: Oh, it is absolutely incredible. 300s, two of them turned into doubles, two more 50s, and a strike rate of 69 in seven test matches to average just shy of 72. It is absolutely mind-boggling, and I'll I'll say it again. This guy is 22 years of age. I mean, I, Mm. I, I think I was at college at 22 years of age, and probably being a bit of a larrikin and being a bit of a fool. I certainly wasn't playing international sport and, and doing those kind of things. This guy is an absolute superstar. In fact, one of our commentary team was on a plane after the Vizag game and on the same plane as some of the Indian players who were heading back to Mumbai. And he walked out of business class down to uh, the back of economy, because he had some friends on the flight. And obviously, lots of people were asking him for photos after having made the first of the double hundreds. And he was like, yeah, 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 not a problem, not a problem. You know, it's only a few photos. Yeah, you show three, it's going to be more than a few in in the next few days, weeks and months. So you better get used to that.
0: When you look at, if we could just go to the England batting lineup now, they're getting reasonable starts at a great rate and not. I mean, Duckett's had a fair series. Crawley has shown uh, some quality at times as well. The Joe Root issue is an interesting one for me. And the reason why is I don't think Joe Root has to play. Uh, or up the ante in baseball fashion. I think Joe Root just has to be Joe Root, doesn't he? Well, he can flag some of this fancy stuff until he gets to 50 or 60, because he's good enough to do that. But he, he's giving it. He's making it very hard for himself. If I'm Baz, I'm saying, look, I, I don't mind going 100 miles an hour, but I want Joe Root to be the Joe Root. So if you if you if you just need to pull back, you just need to let, get settled. Same with Besto, So be it. So be it. This is the
1: million-dollar question, as far as, as England are concerned at the moment. Now, if you just purely are going to go on the stats, and, and this will surprise you, but Joe Root averages more under Brendan McCullum than he did prior to Brendan McCullum, wow. and he does it yep. at, a, at a better strike rate. So those numbers seem to indicate that actually it's going quite well for him. What what we've seen is, I mean. If you think back to the Ashes, um, first ball of the day, ramping one for six. In Mount, Mount Manganui, um last winter, last English winter, he ramped the fourth ball of the day for six again. So he plays that shot, and England will tell you, because th- this is the shot that everyone is talking about, the one that he reverse scoops straight to Jaiswal at second slip. England will tell you, statistically, he plays that shot, and he, I think he's, he's got out once... Playing it something like 15 times, so those percentages they feel are in Joe Root's favour. So what they're saying to him is, mate, if you're happy playing it, you play it. Now, the issue is, are the rest of the team around him better off? When he got out playing that shot the other day, then Johnny Bairstow came in and then promptly got a four-ball duck, and I said in the back of the commentary box. Well, that brings the Joe Root dismissal back into even more focus. And Gareth Batty, who's, who's part of the commentary team, former England spinner and head coach at Surrey, the, the double county champions for the last two years, said to me straight away, well, why does it? said, Joe Root's got nothing to do with the shot that Johnny Bairstow plays, and he's not got anything to do with the shot of the next batter who comes in and gets out. And, and that is kind of the difference in the mentality of the dressing room and, and maybe people outside of it, in the fact that mm-hmm. they're more than happy. If Yoru Root wants to play it, they're going to let him play it. I would argue, yeah, if you want to play that shot, maybe do it when you've got 35, 40, maybe even 50 on the board, because I can absolutely agree with where you're coming from on that one. He is good enough to get 50 anyway. But the stats, and let's be honest, it's all about stats nowadays. The stats will tell you that Joe Root has never played better than in the last three years under Brendan McCullum.
0: Well, okay, we'll leave we'll leave it at that. And I'll tell you what, we'll leave cricket right there. Uh, we can't wait for that to start. But uh, you also, of course, uh, with your other hat, will be extremely interested in Six Nations rugby this weekend. Um, and your England have got to go to Murrayfield and take on Scotland and at the moment. You're sitting second behind Ireland and looking okay.
1: Yeah, it it, it is. I think okay is about the right word. It, it's still not the. It's still not a thing of beauty to watch, but it's effective. Um, they've rung some changes. ...for this weekend. Um, interestingly, Freddie Stewart, arguably one of the best players... Um, ...in the last, well, probably a couple of years, actually. The fullback, um, the guy who t- catches anything, pretty much, you whack up in the air... He's not even in the 23, Uh, no explanation as to why that is. So I am presuming that that he's picked up an injury. Steve Borthwick has a thing that even when he was at Leicester Tigers before he went to England, he does not talk about injured players. Um, So you'll never get a a reason out of him as to why a player isn't in the side. But it's George Furbank who's going to get the go this weekend. From Northampton, much more of an attacking player. Um, he he will be more of a threat, ball in hand. So maybe that's what England are trying to do: be more of an attacking option, and maybe try and take it to Scotland a little bit more. Because obviously, with Finn Russell in the side, they're going to uh, try what well, pretty much everything you would imagine. Because that's Finn Russell's way. That is how he how he does things. Interestingly, I don't know if you've actually spotted it looking at the the teams. Um, but there are three captains and four vice captains named in these two teams uh, because Scotland have co captains and England have. Uh, so they've got, uh, Scotland's got co captains and a vice captain. England have got a captain and three vice captains for this game. So apparently, captaincy is really, really important because you need so many of them.
0: Ireland sit atop the table at the moment, um, and they got Wales at the weekend on Sunday our time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, really interesting uh, as well from their point of view because uh, obviously with a Kiwi hat on, Oli Yeager's going to uh, make his his first appearance. Um, Finley Beelam has has been, if you like, the next tight hair, uh, the next prop in line. Um, and Andy Farrell was asked today, "Is he injured?" And it was like, "No." Nope. This looks like the perfect game to give give Oli a go. I mean, he's only been in Ireland, what seems like about five minutes, so he, he's clearly come with a high, a good reputation. Look, we we know that's the case. He's clearly impressed, so uh, good for him. But um, yeah, I mean, Ireland are are the class of the field. One thing I would say about them is they haven't tinkered quite as much with their squad post World Cup as everyone else has. I mean, Wales basically. It, it, threw the whole thing away after their world cup if if you weren't 23 24 you were pretty much out with the washing so uh, it's going to be two very different looking sides ireland very much established even though there's two or three players rotated keenan the fullback is out injured so that's led to a change at the back for them but you basically know what you're going to get and by the way it's an incredibly strong looking 23 wales it's about potential, and there have been few moments for them so far, but probably not really enough for where they want to be. And um, imagine Warren Gatland, is he knows he's going to have to suck up a, maybe a couple of defeats at, at this point for going forward for two, three, four years down the line in the next World Cup.
0: I wonder how he feels being kicked off Principality Stadium by Taylor Swift. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, that one, isn't it? Um, Well, look, I I, uh, I imagine he can probably get tickets if he wants. Um, But, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Wales, South Africa at Twickenham instead because they, they can't use the principality. But what that does do is it gives people, it's certainly in and around the London area, if they fancy a double header of rugby that day, it's a belter because you've got that Wales-South Africa game and then you've got the Barbarians against Fiji uh, all in Twickenham back-to-back and it's one ticket for both matches. So if you fancy wow. gorging yourself on international rugby that day, I know where I I know where I'd be heading.
0: Uh, just finally, France France languishing a wee bit. What's what's up with France?
1: I think what we're seeing there is there was quite a significant change in the coaching staff um after the world cup they changed things around a bit and it seems like um that they're they're struggling a little bit with new ideas and putting things in place they've got too many class players for it to be a long-term issue um obviously no antoine dupont um he's i think he's in vancouver this weekend because of the uh, the seven circuits starting and he wants to play in the paris olympics later in the year so obviously He's not around. They've got a couple of other injuries as well, but let's be honest. You know, they're, they're too good to be. Um, they're, too, they're too good to be considered to have major problems. I, again, I think uh, a little bit like Wales, they've got a few tweaks going on, but any side that's got Sean Edwards in the coaching box, I'm, I'm fairly sure they'll come through it easy enough.
0: Andrew McKenna You are a legend Sir We know you've got A really busy schedule And uh, it's time I think for you To s- catch some Z's Before uh, this <laughs> Test match Starts again tonight This one in Runchy. We're, we're, we're riveted over here It's been fascinating To watch And uh, fascinating To listen to as well Thanks so much For your input Over both those codes Magnificent mate And, and enjoy And enjoy the test match
1: Thanks mate All, Always a pleasure
0: Cheers uh, Andrew McKenna Out uh, of the UK There Brilliant commentator and uh, living the life of a commentator at the moment across uh, a couple of coats.